you know what time it is. That sweet, sweet, sweet time of the year. Time of the year where balls get tossed around. Time of the year where bodies get tossed to the ground. Time of the year where I use my mouth to record these great sounds that are coming straight to your ears. That's right. It's the Booty Bowl Podcast on the day of the first Lions preseason football game, which means football is here. And Remy, you better shut the fuck up because you're ruining my podcast because mama ain't home and you're both locked in here with me. Get ready for the podcast, baby. The Booty Bowl Podcast, season 11, episode 2. Your host here, Mr. Nick Wagella, Mr. Podcast, split six Nicks. Eat a dick, everyone else, Nick. You can call me whatever the fuck you want. Just don't call me by your name. Anyways, how's it going, everybody? It's been a while since I've talked to you. Probably not because I released a podcast once a week, and I've done this Booty Bowl podcast, I think, like two weeks ago. So we're back, baby. I got mine. This time I'm not drinking LaCroix. (laughs) I know you thought that. (laughs) Um, I'm actually drinking uh, Mosaic Promise by Founders. It's a beer that I've come accustomed to that I really like. It's a lighter one. It's 5.5. Tastes happy, and the can is beautiful. Looks like a mosaic. You know, it's purple, and it tastes a little purple, too. Here, let me try some for you. Ah, bet you're jealous. Bet you're jealous, idiots. So, a lot to talk about today, everyone. It seems there is a full coup in effect with the Booty Bowl, and you know what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the commissioner's situation. Also, Before I dive into this, if you're listening to this and you are not in the Booty Bowl Fantasy Football League, there are only nine other people of you um, besides me, don't. Turn it off. You're you're an idiot. I mean, I appreciate uh, the numbers, but there should not have been 20 people that listened to the last one that there were, at least from what SoundCloud told me. So, get out of here. This is not for you. Don't listen to this. Fuck off. Go die. Anyways. Full coup, everybody. They are trying to replace the commissioner that has been the commissioner for 11 years, as in my brother Dylan. Commission this, motherfuckers. It's going to happen. Dylan's already pretty much stepped down power. The question is, who will secede him? And, you know, I have my opinions. Well, actually, I I have never been more confident in anything that I will be the next commissioner, but I'll save that in my whole ordeal for the draft day. So in the meantime, I'm going to talk some shit about the other contenders. Hey, Remy, shut the fuck up. Remy is not allowed to be a commissioner. A commissioner has to be a human. Please tell me Eric doesn't want a dog as a commissioner these days. You never know with that fucking psycho. Anyways. Oh, I should have mute this other mic. My bad, guys. Sorry if you were picking up some echoey stuff, but it should sound a little better now. This podcast is brought to you by the podcast, the Split Six Podcast, the podcast where we split a six-pack and talk about three different topics each over a course of one beer, and also brought to you by the newest podcast on the Split Six Network, Swimming with Shark, Sharks. Uh, Swimming with Sharks. Sorry, I sounded like Eric on that podcast for a second. <laughs> Swimming with Sharks, the podcast where Eric knows what he's talking about and Mike Carls knows how to talk. Yes, it's a great one. Uh, Eric's up. He should be winning you money if you were playing with him. I don't know if you play with Eric that much. You know, I don't know if anyone does these days. Pregnant wife. Anyways. The race for commissioner is on for complete and total control of the league. 
is on. And now we got some contenders. Let's go through them. Let's just go through everyone, assuming everyone can be. And I will point to you all their flaws and why they'd be a terrible commissioner. We'll start with the one making the most noise, Mr. Eric Robertson. Now, qualifications. Eric has them. He was an original member of the league, only missed one season. You know, I, it might have been two, actually. I don't, I don't remember exactly, but... Uh, I think if you're an original member of the league, you should have the ability to run for commissioner. But here's the deal with Eric. He's super progressive. He is like Dylan is to the democratic socialist agenda is what Eric is to fantasy football. He wants it to be straight up probably like three wide receivers, two flex, two quarterback. You remember that super flex league he ran last year? He wants that kind of nonsense going on, and I am not down for that. That is not what the Booty Bowl is about. We are a Christian league. We we want everything to be the same. I mean, I'm just kidding. Obviously, the answer lies somewhere in the, the middle, but you know Eric will not accept that, and Eric will be making these changes on his own. And even if he's not making the changes, because he already kind of is, because he's already created this big pack of people that are him, Mike, Carls, and Jeff, because they got Jeff in sneakily, where they're going to probably vote similar on every issue. I know if Mike really does disagree with something, he will vote opposite of Eric, but there's no way Jeff <laughs> won't be voting for Eric. So just just throwing that out there, everybody. Also, Eric is, you know... He's got too much on his hands to be the commissioner. He's got he's going to have two kids, two dogs, which are harder than kids, and I think he would agree. He's got a podcast to run that requires him to do a lot of research. I know he does it all during work, but, I mean, you can't sacrifice your podcast career, Eric. You know, being a commissioner is tough. You're not good at planning things. You are. Or, you know, you might be punctual and you might be, you know, a, a good person to be in in charge of something that was set up for you. You'd be a great hand of the commissioner, Eric. But commissioner, no, you're not creative enough. You're not you're not shit, dog. Yeah, you came in second last year. You also drafted Le'Veon Bell. Pretty much guarantees you a playoff spot. You got lucky, beat me by less than a point. Moved on to the final round and lost. I mean, a lot of people have done that. Ask Dylan. He's lost in the finals a bunch. We don't think he's good at fantasy. <laughs> I mean, you've had one decent year, and you think you're good enough to be the commissioner? Get the fuck out of here. Anyways, he's not even running, I don't think, so don't even count that. I just want to poopy all over his face there. So, <sighs> Okay. Now we'll go to a candidate more close to home. Mitchell. Um, I don't think Mitchell would be a bad commissioner, but I would think he would be a terrible commissioner. The reason we're getting rid of Dylan as commissioner is essentially because he abandoned us all and moved to Phoenix to start a new life with a new wife. And what what do you think Mitchell is doing? He's gone. Say bye-bye. Bye-bye, Mitchell. We'll see you later. See you like twice a year now. Ha-ha. <laughs> awesome. Um, 
he's busy. He's, you know what? I'm Mitchell would probably be fine, but do we really want a commissioner based in Phoenix? Three hour time difference. Where if we need something to get done, the the eight of us are together. The eight of us are still in the same. We're within a half hour of each other. We can communicate all the time. We'll be hanging out all the time, except for Mike Wells. I, you know, I mean, I saw him like once, but you know, he's ghost these days. You know, Ghost Nation. Um, so, do we really want a new commissioner that lives in Phoenix? I don't think so. And I think that's the problem with Dylan. If Dylan was around here, he could still manage the commissioner's part, even if he's busy being a teacher. Being around us makes him talk about it more, makes him think about it more. Uh, granted, Mitchell would be fine at keeping up with everything. But also, if you, you just got to think. The guy is not good at fantasy, and he's clearly desperate enough to rig the league towards his own benefits which are, I don't know what his benefits are, because there aren't none. I can't really imagine Mitchell ever being good at fantasy, but, you know, I root for him. He's my brother. I love him to death. And I want him to win more than anyone else in the league besides myself. And it's pretty close to even, because, you know, I would not, I would not lose that much sleep over losing a championship to Mitchell. I'd feel, feel much better about his future. I worry about him less, because, you know, finally he would understand how to play this game. But regardless, I rest my case. I know none of you want to vote for a Wagella brother. So y'all are on board probably, but Mitchell would be a terrible commissioner. Next up, another person really close to me. Closest person I have left actually, because my brother's abandoned me. Jeremy Mahar, my cousin, my source of all disdain in fantasy dating back to when he traded Mike Evans to Mike Carls over me. Yeah, I'm salty. And I don't know if I'll ever get over that. Much like the Dallas Lions playoff game where they picked up the flag, I will never get over that. Actually, side note, 97 won the ticket. I don't know if any of you are listening today, but Madden came out today. So they proposed the question. What would it take to get Khalil Mack on this team? And they found out a trade of trading Darius Slay and uh, Cameron Maves, Revis, Revis Maves, Babin, whatever his fucking name is. I don't know. Um, and that would get the trade through, you know, because Oakland wants to get rid of him because he's not signing. Then the kicker is when they projected the season out after that, the Lions, like, simulated the season uh, on Madden. The Lions went 13 and. 13-3, and three, made the Super Bowl, and won the Super Bowl over the Patriots. So, fuck yeah, that sounds fun. Tell you, Madden's high on the Lions, I'm high on the Lions. Let's get it going, buddies. All right, Jeremy. You ever, you ever really think about how precious this league is? And Jeremy relatively is a newcomer. I know that he gets extra credit for being my cousin, Dylan's cousin, and Mitchell's cousin. But he's still a newcomer. I don't know about handing the league over to someone like that. A newcomer who, you know, 
Jeremy's a, when you talk to him normally about stuff, he's pretty good at having conversations. But the majority of the conversations we have in this league are over chat on Facebook or other things. Well, pretty much solely Facebook. He has a very hard time not making everything pretty uh, intense and a little uh, <laughs> a little fiery. He takes very takes he he throws out offensive stuff and takes high offense to everything. Calls your ideas stupid. Maybe you'll see him person say, "Oh, I was just joking." Like, okay, well, no one gets your jokes when they sound serious, Jeremy, because they're not jokes. You're just saying that to save face when you're with somebody. But you seriously get, he gets so annoyed so fast if it's something that he says is stupid. Like having a competition to, for, to raise money to get a new player in our league. You know, a spot that should have been highly regarded as we are the best fantasy football league in the country, probably. What other fantasy football league do you know of has a podcast that's dedicated to it? None, I bet. None motherfuckers um yeah jeremy has low temper he um you know honestly i i just don't think i don't think it'd be a terrible choice i think it'd be the worst choice out of everything i'd rather have eric as the commissioner than jeremy 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 is not not a negotiator he is not someone to set stuff up i mean you know, when push comes to shove, he's either going to be holding back and waiting for a majority vote, which, you know, that's fine. But then also if the vote goes the wrong way, he's just going to overrule it and veto that shit. Because Jeremy, among even among all of us, hates losing. His team name is Winner's Win. Terrible team name, by the way. Um, do we really want someone like that? Like, more back to the problems with Eric, like, Where's the creativity in that boy? Commissioner is, has to be responsible for a lot, has to think about stuff, and has to push forward and maintain a league. And the only way this league gets better is with more creativity, and Jeremy does not want for that. Jeremy does not have my vote, and I hope he doesn't have yours. Next option. Paul Vogel. You know, I know I said Jeremy was the worst choice. I was wrong because Paul is the absolute worst choice and it is unquestionable. This man, you think about like how Jeremy is online when you're fighting with him, not in person, like, or not fighting, I should say, debating. Paul is what Jeremy is online, but in person. He will start screaming. And he will get take it a, take start taking offense when he when you're trying to argue a point that he knows nothing on, but he thinks he does. I'd probably take offense at this if he hears that, but Paul, I doubt you'd support anything that I ever do creatively because you don't give a shit. You've never listened to a single episode of the Split Six podcast, I bet. And you were supposed to be on this Monday for the second time, but uh, you haven't made it on it once because both times you bailed the day of. Thanks, Paul. Um, yeah, so you really want someone uncommitative like that? Someone who's just going to... Pri- you mean, we all know Paul has better priorities than the booty bowl. Um, as we all do, and, as, and that's all fine. But Paul is someone that would put the priorities of the booty bowl behind and leave them in the dust if it were called for. Whereas with us, we'd find a way to keep things moving, keep things rolling. And Paul's already got a role in this league. 
Paul is the financial manager, and we unfairly put that burden on him, but he takes it like a bitch. And we, we really want to trust that with somebody else because I think that if Paul is commissioner, he's also not going to be in charge of all that other stuff. And, oh gosh, he really would be the worst choice. Can you imagine something not going his way and you're talking about it and he's just like, I can just see him kicking somebody out or now that he can do it, marrying two of us together, you know? Come on. Also, doesn't have a creative bone in his body. We'll say that. Uh, and he will probably agree to that because, seriously. I mean, Paul, have you ever even written a fictional tweet? Have you ever written a Facebook status that wasn't 12 exclamation part, parts points? Come on. Commissioner, I would make a case. Commissioner's got to be creative. Commissioner's got to be someone to, someone someone you can trust and someone that will listen to arguments and decide fairly, which is something Dylan has done. If we're gonna, Dylan set the precedent precedent for this, and Paul is not someone to follow that. That would be terrible. And that gets you through the major candidates for commissioner here. So let me go through some people who I think would be a good commissioner rather than those four that are probably the leading people that are going to run right now. Mike Carls. Mike Carls is wise. He's good at fantasy. He's creative. And he's dedicated and determined and seeks fairness. I would not be opposed to him being commissioner. His his negatives. He hasn't been in it from the beginning. He's uh, in, greatly influenced by Eric. Big negative there. But, you know, I know that if he... And I know that he will make his own decisions once he realizes he's being influenced by Eric. Um, yeah, I don't really have much to say negative about him other than he's on the opposite side of the party than me. He's basically a, a different... If this is a two-party system, this Wigella versus Eric, then, you know, Mike leans the other way. But that's that's okay. I, I'll never get mad at anyone for being it from a different party as long as you know what you're fucking talking about. Um... Yeah, so I would throw Mike Carls out there more than anyone. He's been a ch- three-time-in-a-row champ. That's another thing that would be maybe a worry is that he's already got too much for a stranglehold on the league. We already have to consider kicking him out if he wins again. If he wins four times in a row, I mean, come on. We can't have him in this league. That's not fair. He's too good. He's too good if he does that. Other candidate that I think would be okay, Mike Kruk. My best friend. Yeah, um, uh, I, I revoked that. Kirk would be a terrible manager. He wouldn't care enough. He he barely responds on this stuff. He gets really into it when the season starts, but when everything's in the middays, doesn't care. Doesn't give a shit. So yeah, no, Kirk would be a great hand of the commissioner, but not a great commissioner. Yeah. Mike Wells. <laughs> yeah, okay. Like Mike Wells is ever going to be the commissioner of the booty bowl. <laughs> Oh, gosh. Man, there are some terrible candidates for commissioner. I can't even think of a good one besides Mike Carls. All, everyone, Mike Carls and Dylan are the only ones I would even consider being commissioner, and I will fight tooth and nail to stop everyone else. Am I forgetting somebody? I don't think so. I probably am, but, you know, sorry, you're not that important then, I guess. Anyways. 
I'm not going to tell you my speech for commissioner or my ideas as commissioner or what I will be bringing to the table as commissioner, but I will tell you guys all to close your eyes and think of the ideal commissioner. Hey, Remy, shut the fuck up. Jesus Christ, trying to record a podcast over here, and you're just bitching over there trying to get out of the room that I locked you in. I don't want you to go chew a pen on the carpet again, you fucking mutt. You know, why don't you get a real dad, huh? Oh, sorry, he left you to foster for me and Melissa because he was over there busy working for the government spying on people. Sorry you had to hear that. Anyways. What do you want in a commissioner? What do you need? Think about everything that would make me a bad commissioner, because I know you guys are full of that. And I just want that all to be fresh in your mind on draft day, August 26. Or as Eric would say, August 26. And just so you know, I will quell those fears. My speech will be riveting. I'm going to have a celebrity guest performance. Probably not, but I might try via one tweet on Twitter. But fear not, guys. I got you, and I will take this league forward, and I've never been more confident that I will win this commissioner job. Hold up, everybody. Okay. We're back, guys. Oop, I realized I didn't just mute that track. I just... Uh, it doesn't matter. Anyways. Uh, sorry, Melissa got home. The dogs are out of here. You won't hear me screaming at fucking Remy anymore unless he tries to get in here. So that's my pitch for a commissioner. Not... Well, no, it's not. I, I'm just kidding. Uh, um, <laughs> but there's other things to talk about that we have to get forward. There's some big football news going on. And if you're... If you're Paul, this this is not going to be for you because you're not in the Dynasty League like a little bitch because you thought it wasn't good enough. Um, Dynasty news. Fucking Darius Geis tore his ACL and I'm pissed. He was my first or second overall pick, first uh, first round pick for me. Uh, you know, this just House Baratheon is going to continue to be pitiful and... You know, I don't know. It sucks. I'll be uh, probably last again because my team is garbage sauce. Only team that's worse is probably Dylan's, even though Dylan will rave, rant and rave about his. But I bet you I finish higher than you, D. Anyways. Ugh, I'm just so bummed about Darius, guys. And now, now I have to think back to the booty bowl and... Think about my new draft strategy because he was part of it. He is not anymore, so I'm switching it up, guys. And I might make history this draft probably a non-repeatable thing in the, in the entirety we have this league. What you know, thinking about it, do you think we'll still have this league when we're like 70 years old and it'll be like fucking <laughs> 50, 50 different years of winning or losing probably? I mean, I can't wait. The day this league should end is when everybody has a championship, which is, you know, way past our lifetime. Lifetimes probably after Mitchell's uh, kids take over his team, 
because you know that's we're gonna have to pass this down to our kids one day, guys. Once we're done, we're not letting it end. We're passing this league down forever. But I know with the first overall pick that I should take Todd Gurley and maybe maybe Le'Veon Bell. But guys, I think I'm taking Saquon Barkley. I think I'm gonna be the first person in league history to draft a rookie with the number one overall pick. He is electric. I'm worried about his offensive line, but he is just so good, and he could have the potential of being the best running back in the league, and I think he's pretty fucking safe. I don't think his, unless he gets injured, his floor is, I think, fourth. Fourth best running back. I mean, maybe fifth. Floor is fifth, because you could put you could put Kamara... You could put Zeke. I guess you could probably put David Johnson, even though I'm low on him, and then Bell and Gurley. So seventh is his floor, but his ceiling is world beater, Barry Sanders type, future number one overall pick for the next decade. So someone talked me out of it or talked me into it because, you know, Eric gives you Gurley. Wells, you still can have Kamara, but you'll probably take Bell and Mitchell. Then you get Zeke, and you won't finish him last if you have Zeke. Then it comes down to Jeff, will he take David Johnson? Will he take Antonio Brown? Who knows? We don't really know. Jeff's Jeff's a wild card here. He'll probably do whatever Eric and Mike tell him to, though, I bet. (sighs) Yeah, so that's where I'm at right now with the number one thing. Now, some other things I want to go over through. Let's go look at this. Hold on a second, everybody. Let me pull up the booty bowl because I was just looking at the dynasty. Okay. Let's look at this league. We got the draft coming up soon. I'm just kind of wondering where everyone's at with their team names. Mine's changing. I won't reveal it yet. I'm going to reveal it draft day. It's uh, definitely going to be a personal attack on somebody else in the league. So, you know, I think you'll like it. I think you'll like my logo even better. Current old team names. Ours is the Fury for me. I'm hanging that up. Sticking Game of Thrones to the Game of Thrones League. It's The, the Baratheons were never built to win. It's just not happening anymore. Hey, a question. Dylan... Commissioner Dillon, do you know that Munchkinator is still in this league and we need to get Jeff Warner in there instead of him? Uh, uh, you know, just saying, heads up, you might want to send an email out before this draft comes. Crux team, Ghost Rider, classic name. Don't like it, kind of stupid. Uh, but don't hate it. You know, Crux, you keep on being you and Ghost Riding. Maybe you should make it Ghost Riding, Kiki, do you love me? I think there's a challenge about that. You know, I don't know. Dylan's team is always in a different language. Das Maestro. His picture was Yoda last year. I don't know, Dylan, you should probably get a better name. You've had by far the worst team names of everyone besides Jeremy because you went from White Lightning to a bunch of nonsense in Korean to Das Maestro. Come on. You're the commissioner. This is why they're kicking you out because you suck at making team names. Booty Bowl Champ or Booty Champ. Paul, you haven't been the Booty Champ in a long time. Get a new name. That sucks. And, you know, get a logo next year because it's embarrassing when you don't have an avatar for your for your team. I just find that ludicrous. Ah, we get to one of the worst team names, Civ Div 2717. 
Eric's definitely picking a new team name. I hope it's something respectable because that is gross. I wish you would bring back to the classic names of Got That V-Card Boy or Dylan Has Nice Tits. We loved those, Eric. Bring one of those back. Come on. You have a good shot at winning the whole thing this year with the second overall pick. And you're just straight up, you're straight up knowledge of fantasy right now because of your podcast and your, your gambling problem. Wagantula, love that name. Keep it, I say. Drake's favorite team. Can't change it because you've won three times, but, you know, sucks. That sucks. Good thing Drake is still relevant, so <laughs> you're lucky. Return of the Juggalo, love that name. Uh, Mike, you should just change it to the Juggalo or something. I don't know. It's really great. Then we got Munchkinator out, gone. Bye bye. You see, I probably never. I haven't really been texting you back because uh, I kind of forgot and I don't care that much. Honestly, I'm pretty pissed at you. Sorry, Copenin. Um, winners win. Worst name in the league. Logo is just the Lions, of course. <laughs> um, uh, Jeremy, he's not going to change it, but come on. That's embarrassing. Uh, and then Jeff, the wild card. Will his name be El Jefe? Will it be uh, Little Bitch Brown Butt Boy? I don't know. I hope it's Little Bitch Brown Butt Boy. <laughs> to be honest, that would be great. Um, but yeah, just want to throw the call out there. Step it up, guys. Come on. We need better names. We need to be we need to laugh or we need to be pop culture relevant. Or we need you know, we can't have booty champ. Booty champ, Paul, you sound like a gay boy fucking all the booties. What and you guys think this is a person for a commissioner. Come on. What is wrong with all of you? <sighs> Anyways, I am so Goddamn excited for this fantasy draft. <sighs> Who's with me? Raise a glass if you are, because it's going to be legendary. It's at the Mike Carl's house of Nona You Known. Mike Carl's, Chelsea Carl's, happily married couple. Shout out to them. Shout out to Dylan and Anna, happily married couple. And the other one that we don't speak to anymore. I think they're happy, but I doubt it. <laughs> Sorry, if you're listening to this, I'm not really this much of a dick. I'm just kind of playing up, you know, being a showman. You know, you hear me? Anyways, so moving on, guys. What else is there to talk about? The Lions start tonight. You guys excited? I am. Uh, they go against the Raiders. And I think the Lions are going to be great. And I know that I've said this and you've all heard it before and I'm beating a dead horse whatever that is in reference to because that is a fucked up saying um I don't even know if it's a real saying to be honest <laughs> but go Lions go here's something um relevant to the booty bowl that I was just thinking of the other day draft locations so my cousin Patrick Jeremy's brother him and his guy friends, they do a man trip once a year. And they go out and do this, like, just guys trip where they go to, like, New Orleans or they go on a yacht for a week. And just once a year, they all get together and do it. We don't really do that. I mean, we have our days when we're all together. We have the booty bowl. We're always together. We have, like, the Christmas party. And that's pretty much the only thing you can guarantee all of us are going to be at. And it's, we can't even guarantee that with Mitchell and Dylan living out of state. So what I think we should start doing is have it planned in like a year in advance and just take a trip for the draft weekend 
together as friends, as brothers, as family, and do the draft in a different location every year. Maybe the winner gets to pick the new new location each year. Another bonus thing. Or maybe the winner of the consolation gets to pick. I don't know. It's up to you guys. I mean, I I think that it'd be a great idea. Um, We already all do, like, these side trips anyway. Eric, stop having kids at the time of the draft, and we can make it happen. Or we can plan around the kids if somebody else is having a kid, you know? Like, due dates are pretty spot on, so... Why wouldn't we do this? And I don't who I don't know who wouldn't be in favor of this. It could be a fun trip for us all every year. I mean, we all need vacations. Just it'd be one of them. You know, we all need guys trips. We already do like we've already done like bachelor parties and whatnot. Why don't we just take like a weekend trip to I don't know some random place like Chicago or to Indianapolis or to Bosnia Herzegovina? I don't know. Um, we can go anywhere. Uh, and just do the draft there. It'd be great. It'd be fun. It'd be bonding. It'd be the best day of the year. Promise you that. And that's something I'm going to try to push for at this draft. <sighs> oh, these are going down very good, guys. So I'm supposed to have a bunch of people over for Catan tonight. Sounds like that's at Lindsay's now, I guess, because Lindsay came and hijacked that shit. So <laughs> we'll see. Consolation playoffs. We need to give an award to the fifth place winner. I agree with I agree with Mike Wells that we need to give an award. I don't agree with how it should be, because if you well 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 actually that was not his idea. His idea was first per name draw drew, drawn out of the hat gets to pick where they want to be on the draft board. Don't agree with that at all. Um, it's it's essentially the same thing as random because. You know, it's it's entirely random anyway. What I like is winner of the consolation playoff gets to pick whatever spot he wants to be in. But we still do this the draft poll the same way, where we pull everyone out of the hats. So we have the set order, but whoever won the consolation playoffs gets to move around. But they don't tell everybody where they're going to move to until draft day. So you have to plan between like. If you're say let's say you draw number two out of the hat, so someone else goes in front of you, and it's two, and then the constellation guy, the one the constellation was like at five, and you can plan wherever. So if you pick at two, you have to plan for being able to pick at two or three because he could switch up to there. You you make it a little more interesting, in my opinion, I think. So if you draw one, the lowest you can get is one or two, sorry, because you know whoever won the constellation could pick whatever wherever. I don't know. We'll we'll talk about it later, guys. I just think it's a better idea than just what's the point of the first name being drawn get to pick where they want? It's essentially just random anyway. So, you know, it's it's stupid in my opinion. <sighs> so, big things that are gonna happen this year. Big questions. I'm trying to think of the best draft spot. And you guys already heard me talk about Saquon, so I'm relating it relative to that. So there are, I think, there's there's like 10 running backs that are pretty much can't-miss running backs. Except for, I think, Kamara you could miss on or you could hit best in the league. I don't know. 
I'm a little leery of him, and I I wouldn't take him in the first. Well, I would take him in the first round, but I would not take him in the top top six picks. I've insider intel that Mike Wells is going to take him at three, but that opinion could be swayed, especially if I take Barkley. Like I, if I drafted today, I would. Um. So we don't really know, but so you got Gurley, Bell, Zeke, David Jansen. Alvin Kamara, Saquon Barkley, Melvin Gordon, Leonard Fournette, uh, Kareem Hunt. I think that's 10. Oh, and then maybe uh, Dalvin Cook. I mean, well, all right, so we'll say nine. Because I don't believe in Dalvin Cook. Fuck the Vikings. Um, so that, that makes me uh, start to wonder, how early should you take Antonio Brown in this? Because... That position advantage of Antonio Brown, like the consensus, consistent number one wide receiver every year. When you have all these other running backs that are going to be pretty good, and then you know even have the tier below or to that, or below them, with like Dalvin Cook, hence mentioned Devonta Freeman. And, you know, then it kind of falls off a lot. Actually, <laughs> I don't know. It's going to be an interesting year. It's going to be a fun year. And I'm honestly running out of things to talk about. So I think I'm just going to drag this ending a little bit closer, baby. All right. Well, that's coming up soon. Um, but, yeah, I'm excited. Can't wait for the best day of the year. Two weeks away from Sunday. Our Lions preseason starts tonight. Hopefully no one gets injured and I'm not cursing every or, or jinxing anything. But uh, let's look for Kerryon Johnson to blast through those holes. Let's look for Stafford to look comfortable in the pocket and not get touched because our line's the best in the league. And, you know, let's see if our defense could be some playmaking and stop the pitiful quarterback that is Derek Carr. This has been the Booty Bowl Podcast, everybody. The podcast where we booty and we bowl. Follow me on Twitter. All of you already do. And if you don't, fuck off. Um, just look out for Eric and Mike's podcast, uh, Swimming with Sharks. They are, or Eric, I mean, I, I don't know what they were talking about the first episode because they didn't do a very good job explaining it, but if what Eric texted me is true, they hit on what they were recommending, which means they're making you money. You want to make some money? Go listen to that podcast. Shout out to Mike Saldana for giving me this fucking amazing song for the Booty Bowl podcast. Love you guys. See you in two weeks.